And every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. All right, let's go ahead on to the reason that we are all here. Um, a nice tutorial on strange ways to project the movie. <laughs> all right, aka our review of Gemini Man. <laughs> all right, so let me set the table a little bit. Gemini Man, as you all know, is a Will Smith action movie that stars Will Smith and Will Smith. Um, from seeing the trailers, you know, he encounters an assassin because he's an assassin working for the government, a government agency at least, who is a, being trapped by another assassin to kill him. Turns out to be himself, but a lot younger. How? Well, we find out in the movie. More important than the plot, though, at least as far as the movie is concerned, um, is how it was filmed and how it's supposed to be shown. Ang Lee made three years ago a movie called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which he shot using a, like a high frame rate, 120 frames per second, um, to explain your regular movie runs at 24 frames per second, which means that roughly, this isn't exact science. It's not how it exactly works, but basically there are 24 individual pictures in a piece of motion picture film that run in front of your eye per second. On TV, it's, close, it's actually 29.97, and they're running in fields rather than in pictures, but it's the same thing, about roughly, you see 30 still pictures of somebody moving or something moving in order to make a moving image on TV. So when you start talking about higher numbers than that, the higher you go, the closer it gets to looking like real life. Like, I think uh, the Hobbit movies came out in theaters a couple of years ago. Those were 48 frames per second. Mm. And Billy <laughs> and Billy Lynn um, is at, was at 120 frames per second. A lot of you guys have that thing on your TVs, that um, true motion or whatever the shit they call it, whatever weird trademark they come up with for it, that you turn it on. You watch sports and try to make it look like the people are actually in your TV just miniaturized because they're moving. Tween so vision. Yes, tween vision. And then you, <laughs> then you try to watch a movie and it looks like it's a soap opera. Mm-hmm. And I, I come over to your house and watch your TV. I yell at you. I get your remote control and go in your settings and turn that shit off. <laughs> Don't do that shit again, okay? Don't get kicked out. Brandon. Don't. Oh, oh, is this oh, is this real? This what happened to you, Ali? Yes. Don't don't do it again. <laughs> you don't touch Brandon. other people's remote controls. 
Oh, no, no. I just like, Brandon, not all heroes wear capes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf yeah, of the everyone. The first time I saw that on my friend's TV, I was like, wait, what is, what is happening? Is this a window? Like, this is weird. It Why freaked everything- me out. <laughs> Yeah. Why does everything look like soup? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The newer TVs try to have like a thing where they detect film mode versus TV mode and try to disable it. Doesn't work. Sorry, turn that shit off. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the idea that Ang Lee had with Billy Lynn was that he wanted it to feel hyper-realistic. So he filmed it at 120 frames per second, which makes it look at some points, depending upon the theater you see it in, Pretty close to imperceptible to real life. The only difference being that a film camera, or at least a digital film camera, has a different way of focusing and a different sort of kind of, you know, like uh, a shutter speed as far as motion blur is concerned. And so it looks sort of real, but sort of not. And he chose this very sort of kind of smallish, dramatic story about this soldier with PTSD to do it with, you know, a couple of battleground scenes and everything, but mostly these um, young people and Chris Tucker and Steve Martin doing a dramatic part. Very weird sort of movie. Didn't do very well at all. Didn't help that only five theaters in in the world, not just in America, had the technology to project it at 120 frames per second. And so that was the last movie Ang Lee had done. Ang Lee also did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He did Hulk. Um, he did Brokeback Mountain and Life of Pi, two you know, pe- movies people liked. And also Crouching Tiger, people liked that. Hulk, they didn't. Love Crouching Tiger. Uh, so three years later, he is back with a new movie, Gemini Man. It is also in 120 frames per second and also in 3D. And this, and um, But this time he decided... How will I get theaters to play a movie in um, high frame rate and force them to convert their systems? I will hire the world's biggest movie star, Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And he will do it for me. Didn't quite work, unfortunately. Some of the theaters are now equipped to show it at 60 frames per second, but not at 120. There are only 12 theaters in America that can show this movie at 120 frames per second, but it's only showing it in 2K, not in 4K. It was Way shot go, in 4K, Ali. so that's fine. I mean, it's shot in 2K, so that's fine, because, you know, the camera can only do so much. But he wanted it 4K, 120 frames per second, but he didn't get that. He either got 2K, 120, or 4K, 60. And so most people going to the theater don't know that shit. They don't care. They're just going to see Will Smith in a new action movie. Um... Some of us, like me and Tammy, we're, you know, we're technological nerds like into that shit. So I'm going to ask Tammy, did you get to see it in 120 frames per second? Because I know you asked me <laughs> in the, in the um, group about it. Well, uh, I'm in uh, Burbank area mm-hmm. and it's in Century City. So it might as well just be dead to me. Uh, <laughs> only theoretically 30 to two hour drive. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, depending on, because it's over like on the other side of town. So the west side is dead to me because I'm on the east side. Uh, so, and they were actually sold out. I thought about it, um, but there were only a couple seats left. And um, whenever you go to a 3D movie, you got to be in the back th- uh, three-fourths. Otherwise, right. just throw your money in a bucket and just out the window or something. Uh, your, your brain's going to explode. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, I saw it in uh, 60 frames per second instead. Okay. And 3D still. 
All right, that's close. That's close enough. I actually yeah. made the drive one theater in the area in Alpharetta, which is nice. 20 miles north. Um, was playing it at the North Point Mall. So I drove up there and slid into a little chair and watched it. Uh, and Dolby Cinema 3D, which they don't have any matinee pricing for that, so I had to pay a pretty penny. Oh, um, <laughs> and so I watched the movie. First, let's get the plot out of the way, because the plot is the worst thing about the movie. The movie, the plot is sort of kind of... Oh, you found a plot? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the movie, it turns out the idea for Gemini Man has been floating around Hollywood for 20 years. At one point, Disney wanted to do it. Uh, and it feels like it's been floating around Hollywood for 20 years because it basically has a plot from like a movie you see on TNT on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Absolutely. Yep. It felt like a sci-fi channel, you know, movie of the week kind of level of depth and character and writing and no. plot. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. He didn't use this um, format to do any sort of compelling storytelling. He just used it to show pretty pictures, really. Um, so you yeah. just wanted to use the format because you just wanted to use the format? Yeah. That's pretty much oh. it. So... Um, it, yeah, so my first thing... My first thing... Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, the first thing I said after seeing this movie in the theater, and I was excited, just Will Smith, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, first thing I said, I swear to God, was like, did I just get trolled in a watching a post-2000 Robert Zemeckis movie? <laughs> <laughs> The Polar oh, Express man. with Will Smith. Just oh, it, Robert's in, and, and, you know, past Polar Express, which, you know, Cloner Express. I've been making puns ever since I saw Gemini Man. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I um, Robert Zemeckis stopped being a storyteller, in my opinion, and just started focusing on what he considered to be technology. Yep, <laughs> technology. And he just stopped storytelling. And what it comes back to, no matter what, I'll take the crappiest graphics if it's a good story, you know, that's why I still watch older Pixar movies, even though there's no depth maps because the story is still good. Right. And this was just like, Hey, I have an excuse to use this tech. That's so cool, but it doesn't matter story. And it wasn't like, we're not a dark Phoenix level <laughs> of like plot holes and stuff. It just was very by the numbers boring. Like he just grabbed a template or something. Very much so. The movie's yeah. good. Yeah. Will Smith mm -hmm. plays Henry Brogan, who's like this older government assassin. Uh, he's made his last kill, I think his 72nd kill, but he almost missed. He got the guy, but he almost missed. He felt like he was sl getting sloppy, so he decides to retire on his... Um, he lives like off the coast near Savannah, Georgia. Tax breaks. Uh, <laughs> for filming. And so he decides he's going to retire, but it turns out some people come after him, and also the agency has Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing um, Danielle Zakareski um, spying on him. And some evil agents come to kill him, and so he goes on the run with him, her, and Benedict Wong playing um, the goofy member of the group named Baron, who's like the pilot. And through a globe-trotting adventure through Colombia and then to Hungary and then back to America, they find out that they want to kill Henry Brogren because of uh, this guy named Clay Varis, who runs this secret um, organization named Gemini, has come up with a cloning technology back before Dolly the Sheep didn't tell anybody. And back then in 95, he cloned Henry Brogan and made a new Henry Brogan, who is younger 
and, you know, like a little bit more physically active that he raised as his own son and named Junior. So that doesn't Spoiler? give me a reason to kill him. What? That's not a reason to kill him. That's the reason they gave. That's not a reason to kill him. Uh, are, are we? He's are retired. We he's not well, in the game. I'm like sitting. I'm look, sitting here waiting for more. Like, all right, all right, right, he's, all right. So he's retired and he's not in the game. So he's not he a problem for you. Does he have money that he wants? No, it is one about the game because they think he knows too much or whatever, and he's like, um, and he they don't want him around. Uh, look, um, Tammy. Well, I'll do this. If you have not seen Gemini <laughs> Man and you want to be unspoiled about a movie that has about three paragraphs worth of the plot. Um, <laughs> don't listen any further to this segment of the podcast. Go immediately to where you see Jason Weaver's name. Um, go to that point. Um, otherwise... Are you going to do a, do, you to do a, a timestamp in the description? Sure, why not? <laughs> you definitely tell, definitely tell people when there's a spoiler in the timestamp. Uh, you're right. You're very right. It's just that this story is so... so thin and so obvious that there's no, almost no point to it. But yeah... Um, and so what happens is that they eventually catch up to, you know, at the first time they're in Columbia on the run, and then you get the Will versus Will uh, motorcycle chase, and young Will tries to throw a motorcycle multiple times at old Will. And um, I'm going to just use uh, actor names because it's easier for trailer. me. Yeah, that's in the trailer. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth, like, she's like, he looked just like you. Did you ever have a son or anything? He's like, no. I barely had relationships at all, period. Um, and so she gets a sample, she gets his um young Will's hat he left behind and old Will's blood and has somebody do a, a DNA test in um Hungary. And she's like, it came back exact. He's your clone. Dun dun dun. Yup. Okay. I <laughs> still don't know why <laughs> you are Ali trying is r- to trying kill really the original. Hard to find the plot. Because you haven't told me you because the thing what is though. Brandon opened up the explanation by saying that Will Smith's the older Will Smith, he is retired and he wants retiring to do retiring. It's like like yeah. you watch him basically be like, okay, I'm about to go start fishing in the first act of the movie. <laughs> At least yeah. with John Wick, we had a reason as to why they were trying to kill him, even though he was retired. Yeah, it, um, this right. movie, like, <laughs> this movie, you might as well just call it exposition, the movie. Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> you know, what What Brandon was saying about, like, you know, he missed his first shot, and that's why he was retiring, because he was kind of done with it. I didn't get that from his acting or from anything that happened in the first 10 minutes. But thankfully, Will Smith took a moment to say, you know what, I'm going to retire now, because, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess that shot got to you because it didn't look like he was nervous about the shot or anything, you know? No. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, that's just another day. And, oh, apparently this one really hurt him. Okay. Does, does older Will Smith pose a threat somehow to the organization? I guess just being uh-huh. an assassin who can shoot really good, who isn't active, I guess they feel like that's a threat. Like a loose end? Uh-huh. A loose end, I guess. So, it, it, from the thin plot that was there, it seemed like that maybe he was the one loose end because a friend of his reached out saying, hey, by the way, guy, um, the last guy you killed, um, you don't know what yet, but it's part of your cloning program, you know. And so that eventually he'd find out there was a clone and he didn't know there was a clone. So I think they were kind of worried about that. But then they had this stupid subplot of like, for this young clone to be reborn and take his role in the world, he must kill the old Will Smith kind yeah. of. Thing. Not well done in any way, shape, or form, but kind of like again expositioned, right. <laughs> literally. And plus, <laughs> like, there was a, 
there was also a whole thing where they said some of the names on your kill list were doctored and weren't the bad guys you thought they were. That's what also part of the people who were in the cloning program that Temi was mentioning as well. So, okay. yeah. so they're so they're worried that if Will Smith finds out, he might like come after the organization. Right. Well, you know, don't okay. worry because uh, there was wonderful branding everywhere for this organization, Gemini. Yep. Uh, the young uh, Will Smith, let's just call him Junior, right? Junior, when he shows up, is wearing a ball cap with the organization's logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, I thought you said he was an assassin. Yeah, when he's up to kill him and trying to kill him, he's wearing <laughs> the logo of his secret cloning program on his hat. What kind of and assassin then the is this? <laughs> the headquarters has the logo in giant acrylic neon signs. I'm pretty sure when they're finally like, let's go to the headquarters, they're like, hey, Siri. Navigate me to Yeah, uh, that is pretty uh, bad. That's pretty bad. Yes. Look, I I wasn't expecting much. I I love Will Smith. I, but I was thinking, okay, fun action movie, whatever. Lots of running, you know. And so I'm like, oh hell no, nah, maybe here and there would be wonderful. I have a great time. I'm paying a lot of money for 3D, but fine, let's do this, right? But man, there was nothing redeeming about this movie at all. And it wasn't mm. terrible. Oh, it was man. just so subpar in right. every way, unless you want to occasionally think that maybe this is a real screen you're looking at, kind of, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I hate so 60 frames a second. So basically the technology did not save the thin plot. Uh, and, and to be fair, to be fair, like it, it could be um, my personal taste in that type of tech. Um, I prefer a cinematic look. I like the motion blurs. I like the depth, the focus. You know, like I like that artistry of cinema kind of thing. Right. So if I want to sit home and watch telenovelas and the news, <laughs> I can do that. Um, but I don't want to pay twenty five dollars and have to wear glasses and try to pick a seat in the back three fourths to do that. Uh, so it didn't use it in a way where I felt like. You know, if, if they had shot it like a documentary, right, or like the Blair Witch or something, right, then I'd be like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting use of that. You're trying to make it real. But then they were doing a lot of cinematography, or if you want to call it cinematography, they were doing a lot of camera work uh, that's very action movie kind of thing. Yes. So it, it didn't feel real because of those decisions. It wasn't shot to look real. You know what I mean? Like, not enough handy cam kind of. No, a lot of the camera work was still, I guess they were afraid of giving people um, vertigo or something like that. Um, yeah. Let me, finish up the, let me finish up the plot right quick and then I'll jump yeah, back sorry. to the tech stuff. Uh, I mean, they catch up to the um, fake Will Smith in the catacombs in Hungary. Junior. Yeah, Junior. Junior. And they come eye to eye like you see in the trailer and they fight like man to man uh, they try to convince him that he's the older Will. And he's like, no, I'm not you. I'm not you. Then he goes back to Clive Owen, who's the evil man in charge of Gemini. And he starts asking questions, you know. And he ends up deciding to... Um, and Clive Owen basically is like, you're my son. I made you. I took away his pain and took and gave you a loving... Well, he never had a loving father. And so eventually, um, Junior decides to join forces with um, Henry... And uh, and the rest of the crew, and they end up going back to Georgia to try to find Gemini, and they have this big shootout scene in some small poor town in South Georgia, and end up inside of the heart, the Ace Hardware store, having the final um, battle, and then all of a sudden, um, after 
Junior turns on Clive Owen and chokes him out to knock him out. Clive Owen introduces a new player into the game who comes in and starts doing spin kicks and ninja kicks and everything and uppercuts. And he's got he's kind of super strong and everything. They they throw bombs and fire fire throws and everything at him. It takes like five hundred of those things and like a hundred thousand shots to finally kill this guy. Take the mask off of him. He's eighteen year old Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> But he's supposed to look younger. I yes. mean, I didn't care anymore by that point. Yeah, I, I, I'm he just was, like, he was a great deal younger than the, even the young Will Smith. Like oh, the youngest okay. Will has ever appeared in person. <laughs> that um, is what that guy looked like. Uh, I don't know Jesus if I'm Christ. racist if I think all Will Smiths look the same. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, uh, he is a man who has aged was, very was, gracefully. <laughs> it was, yes. yes uh, that last has. Will Smith. He was like um, like a Evil Tron in Tron 2.0, if you ever saw it. It was basically Will Smith in motorcycle gear on PCP. Yes. Nothing could stop him. He was on fire, literally on fire and being shot and just still like evil walking towards him. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And like the last five minutes of the movie, by the way, this wasn't like a build up, a climax. It was like, oh, by the way, I guess we filmed this. Let's show you it. Right. <laughs> And so the plot ends up where they end up um, putting old boy in jail and a lot of his um, associates are going to jail as well. Um, Henry is still retired. Uh, he still talks, keeps in check with um, Mary Elizabeth, who's still in the agency. And uh, Junior finally gets a chance to live a regular, normal life. He goes to college. Mm. And that's the end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> So, so I mean, I, mean I, will, for you I will wait till this comes. Well, now it's going to look horrible on TV, actually. It is going it's to look horrible yeah. on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. It I will say this. I did make the drive because I was like, listen, I, as somebody who has done a whole lot of frame blending and motion interpolation in his life, <laughs> I can't stand. To watch it. <laughs> Anybody else do it? <laughs> oh, so I said, fuck it. I'm going to make the drive up there and go to Alpharetta and see it at 120 frames per second, the native format. I would say the first thing first, that projector could not keep up. <laughs> oh, no. I saw it, like, every, like, I'm the only person who probably caught it, but every now and then when they would, like, do, like, a big camera pan with a whole lot of data changing, it would jerk a little bit, jerk a little bit. Buffering. <laughs> right. Um, it was weird because it's like watching Will not... He's not real because he still looks a little bit fuzzy because the camera's slightly out of focus a lot. And especially with Junior, they keep him out of focus a whole bunch to save on production money. <laughs> or uh, wear sunglasses. Yes, or wear sunglasses. And um, so it's weird. The best uses of it, though, were for like explosions and things. Those looked super real in that format. I almost ducked when some of them guns started firing. I was like, whoo, whoo. And because it's shot in native 3D, like Tammy was sort of mentioning, what they don't do is they don't do regular cinematography things, like how you have things in the background be darker, things in the foreground be light. They don't do any of that because they're used, they're relying upon the 3D to do it for them. So a lot of, they're using a lot of the depth of field to try to make up for uh, 2D depth of field techniques you do when you make a regular movie. And they're also shooting it in a lot of these long takes because they have that high frame rate and they don't want to cut quite as often. 
I mean, so it was interesting to see it that way. Um, I don't know if I would want to see it again, even in 120 frames per second, you know, because the movie is, I mean, the, the plot is basically that real, that thin. Um, so let's yeah. talk about some technical stuff, though. So Digital Will Smith. Uh, they did not do the de-aging thing they do for the Avengers films where they hire the actual actor like Michael Douglas shows up, goes to set, they heavily make him up, have him act, and then go into computer and CGI parts of his face. They actually built... They had an actor on set named Victor Hugo. I don't know if that's his real name or his stage name. Either way, good job. Um, I know, right? <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a name. Yep, he looks, he looks like Will. He looks like Will, like young Will. Uh, close enough to where they used him as the stand-in. If it was just Will in the shot, Will did it himself. If it was Will versus Will, they had Victor and Will in the same shot together. And then they would go in and they had a full CGI model of young Will from head to foot and replaced them using Victor Hugo as the reference. So I so I, I would bet money that any time that the two Wills are touching, there's a paradox and... Uh, <laughs> They're actually using Unreal Engine and two digital wells. I don't believe for a second that yeah. one of those wells in those fights was real if they're ever touching. And yes. like the catacomb fight is the biggest one. It just looked like I'm oh God, I'm just in like Grand Theft Auto Will Smith edition. Um, nobody had weight. Right. I could always tell when they were, it was a 3D model because it didn't have weight with the exception of the catacomb scene in the trailer. So if you want to see the best part of the effects, just the trailer's fine. Right. Um, when he shoots the light from <laughs> well, the gun. Damn. <laughs> I got an opinion. I wasn't expecting much. I just wanted one welcome to Earth and I would have been fine. But I didn't get that. <laughs> I just, oh, uh, so, so I get the picky now. And like, because I can look over a bunch of stuff if there's something. But uh, so we're just right. going all through this. And it, the only A shot was the catacomb shot. The first fight where you see Junior, he's wearing sunglasses and he's kind of far away and he's doing the most stupid, ridiculous, like, I I felt Fast and the Furious was a historical docudrama after watching <laughs> Oh my God. Because yeah. the things he's doing with a motorcycle and jumping and flipping and like, I've never seen parkour done with a motorcycle, but he managed it somehow. Yes. And um, oh, it just, there was no like... I never felt once that there was a stunt man, and that's what I like about effects, right? And and mm. you know, works. It's just like okay, we just we're just gonna do some ragdoll physics and throw this model all around this world, and yeah, yeah, right. and just it didn't, it didn't look right half the time. And like the worst shots, as you get further through the movie, it's like we don't care anymore. We're running out of money. Yep, running <laughs> out of budget, running out of time. Movie comes out next right. week. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the college. Like the college scene where you know juniors going to school and trying to be normal. I'm like, oh god, why aren't they rendering you? Are they not done? Are they still rendering? He had like like Forrest Whitaker eye or something. I don't know what it was. Something was wrong with his face, and I had a lot of problems with that. So, um, right. I, I and poor Will Smith because you know he was just just like he was excited about Wild Wild West. He's really pumped about this movie and how it's cool tech and everything. I'm like, maybe it only shows up in one scene. The catacomb scene because the rest of it, I'm just like, you know, mm. and maybe all the technology is just like this is uh, Ang Lee's excuse to be able to showcase the millions of dollars he put into some revolutionary, sad, crying Will Smith technology. And I'm not even joking, like pretty much every shot with Junior past the initial like motorcycle thing, he's just yeah. there crying yeah. with red oh eyes, like Dig- digital Will Smith tears. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe they thought showcasing emotion really highlights that. No, you're you just have them crying nonstop. This picture model. Right. <laughs> I will say this, and Tammy's right. When they're fighting, it has to be two digital models because otherwise you're working all day and all night trying to get them to match and look like they're touching each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, whenever they're fighting, that's going to be two digital people that whole entire time. I will say this. In the close-ups, like the scene that's in the trailer where he's getting patched up by his fake dad, Clive Owen, the acting, the like, it looks good. At least in 120 frames per second. It looks good. The close-ups look good. The rest of it is varying degrees of okay to... Mm. <laughs> and, and you know... Uh, oh, go continue, sorry. And they do like a lot of like out of focus, like I said before. They, they rack focus a lot to try to avoid having to do too much rendering on Junior. Like, if, even when it don't make sense to rack the focus, they rack the focus so you don't see him too close-up or too in sharp detail. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, all the interviews I saw, um, Ang Lee was saying, you know, I, I need this to be in 4K and 120 so you can see how great this is, right? Like, no! <laughs> no, 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 no! This is why you don't have certain performers perform in full blasting sunlight. You know, you got to put them in the back of the club with the dark lighting and stuff. No. Like, yes, it, that reminds me. That reminds it, me. So... Will is actually good as an actor in this. Will, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Benedict Wong are good in this. One, two things, though. They can't wear makeup. <laughs> because if you if they wore makeup, you'd be able to see it clumping. So, like, Mary comes off okay. Will comes off a little bit. You see all his wrinkles and everything. Poor Benedict Wong looks like a, looks like a different person. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. who is that? <laughs> uh, but I was like, is that Benedict it's Benedict Wong. That's that's um old boy from uh, Doctor Strange. Oh um, yes, yeah. but yeah, like he's got a whole lot of like uh, moles and everything. I didn't know he had, but like so that's one thing. <laughs> See, that's that's oh my god. Second See this? second thing. This is why it's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, second thing is your acting has to change when you're doing this. You have to be like you're on a live theater like stage. You can't act like you're in a film. You have to give it like your whole entire verisimilitude put into it because you're looking into people's souls and these types of things. Oh, that's right. No, it, no, it's no, it's more realistic. Yep. No, we're looking or brain cannot um, distinguish between for movie that. and person. Yeah, um, our brain is looking for that thing that makes us realize that somebody's organic and has a soul. Right. Um, a lady <sighs> named Linda um, Emond, she plays like the lady over, they call it the DIA, who's sort of kind of complicit in this whole let's murder Will Smith thing. I saw her remembering her lines. <laughs> she was doing like one of those walk and talk scenes. I saw her, 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 her brow furrow and her eyes go to try to remember what she needed to say in about three seconds. I was like, lady, no. <laughs> So I have a big problem with the casting and the the, uh, acting in this movie. Right. (laughs) Uh, Since we're talking about it. Yes. um, So, um, and you know, I I don't think every role has to be like, you know, a known, you know, popular actor, whatever. But like, it it felt almost like a weird indie movie where like, I didn't know anybody in the movie and and they weren't, um, 
good or, or memorable. Memorable is the word. I, they're they're right. perfectly possible, you know. But like um, the the multiple people in the scene, like um, um, there's this uh, client of Will Smith that kind of bookends the movie in the beginning, and he's kind of a guy you can call in, in the middle, and then in the end, you know, he bookends it again, right? Yes. I don't know who that guy is. I don't know if I've ever seen him before. I'm, I apologize. My apologies if he's actually a known actor and I'm just, you know, out of it or whatever. But like, it could have been like. Um, Let me see if I can catch uh, him by face on IMDb. That would have been a perfect cameo for like um, uh, a Brian Cranston type person, someone you actually connect with because of that role and how it anchored it. And it was just this guy that I didn't connect with at all. Um, so there's a lot of weird casting decisions there um, because there really weren't any good heavyweights in the thing. I mean, um, uh, Mary um, Elizabeth um, Winstead? Yes. Ramona Flowers. Ramona yes. Flowers was great. Um, but she was so great, I thought she was acting about acting. Um, I kept waiting for a twist where she was the mole or something. Like, she was pretending to be bad at her job slightly-ish to really be in on it or be the handler. Nope, nothing happened. Okay. Right. At least she didn't end up being a romantic interest, but... Ah, um, right. So there's a lot of things like that. And then Will Smith himself was the least Will Smithy he's ever been. Um, for example, you could literally take him out of the legend of Bagger Vance and put him in this movie and he wouldn't <laughs> lose anything. If you know what I mean, where he's just like pleasant and like, yep, that's just how it goes. You know, like he's a guy in a lot of Prozac just coasting through this whole <laughs> scenario. He never seems upset or happy or worried or anything. And maybe that was the point that he's like a robot-ish. But I, I didn't feel that was part of the plot or narrative. Um, and I've seen him act better even in serious roles. Like take iRobot, right? right. Um, and, and there's a lot of roles, the like enemy of the state, where he still has personality and emotion uh, and, and response to like, hey, this is kind of weird. You got a clone. He's just like, ah, well, I guess it's just time for clones now. Yeah, he just really didn't seem to care. Um, so I just thought that was kind of like, a, eh, we're handling it, I guess, in a very boring, straight way. And just, it never really felt like um, there were stakes involved, you know, like, I guess we should take care of this clone situation. And there was kind of an impression of like, well, there's something even worse than just having a clone of Will Smith. And it was led to be that like there was a um, uh, additional cloning that they take out fear and um, pain from the clones. So they're just like killing machines kind of thing. So yep. like, let's stop that, right? But um, uh, from a uh, genetics nerd uh, <laughs> and just general sci-fi nerd opinion, at no point, not even once in this movie, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, did they ever mention nature versus nurture at all? They hinted at, at it like a little Slightly. bit. And, like, there was these weird things that just kind of didn't go anywhere. Like, uh, like Will Smith had a fear of drowning. So I was thinking maybe the program is that they're cloning memories. And that's an interesting sci-fi thing I've heard before, you know. Yes. It's a plot. Because, you know, sure, there's genetics, but you still have to be raised in the same environment. Um, or a similar kind of thing. And I was thinking maybe they were doing that with Junior. Nope, they didn't really try to drown him or anything. Okay. Nope. I don't know what that plot point's for. Didn't really, you know. They, and they, a try, lot they of did weird, try to drown him once, but it was so... It was like a regular drowning. Nothing. He didn't panic or anything, <laughs> right. or anything it's a crazy. Normal drowning. I mean, you know what I mean. Like a like in a movie, you see, there, there's no right. extra put on top of it. Like, oh no, he yeah. has a fear of drowning. Like they did the bee shit though. He's allergic to bees, and like one point, Junior does um, shoot Henry up with um, bee venom. That did happen. Right. 
or I was expecting for Junior to not be allergic to bees. Like they fix right. these little genetic problems. Nope, we're nope. both allergic. Okay. Maybe That's- Junior, Junior, like youngish Will Smith. Maybe he's not allergic to bees. I don't know. The actor yeah, just- you wanted to mention earlier, I think his name is Ralph Brown. I think that's who that is. The guy oh, okay. with the cocaine at the beginning and there at the end. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Uh, it just a lot of throwaway, you know, and, and Clive Owen. I really like Clive Owen, but um, it didn't really go anywhere. Just There's a lot of just... Mustache yeah. twirling. Yeah. And just <laughs> the exposition was so bad because it could have at least unfolded, even though it was boring in the end, it could have at least been like a nice unfolding of what was going on. Right. Um, but like literally within the first like 15 minutes of Will Smith getting a thread of a mystery of like, oh, I got to go find this name because... My last mission was when I thought it was. They literally cut to Bad Guy HQ, where Clive <laughs> Owen is there being like, aha, we're onto them now. <laughs> and, and not even joking. And immediately spills everything about what's going on. So, like, even though it was a boring plot, at least if they held it back a little bit more, you know, but from the beginning. And there was no value to showing me evil HQ. Like, you know, it, uh, so a lot of that just. Straight up like that. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was only oh. going for the tech, so I I enjoyed it. I think more than on um, Tammy did. I would actually give it like a B minus <laughs> as a grade. Um, oh, but, just like all the shots in the movie. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all B shots. <laughs> 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 um, but I would I would say that if you go see it at anything under than 120 frames per second, you're going to not enjoy it as much because it's going to look. Did it look smudgy at all? The frame blending and everything. I mean, if you enjoy your Will Smith movies uh, the way you like your football games, maybe it'll want <laughs> that style, you know. And like, it's not a terrible movie. It was just so beyond basic. You know what I mean? Like. It just it just felt like okay, this is just the the holiday special of this thing, you know. Nothing interesting, nothing funny. I have a list of movies if you like to hear that are much better to watch than this, with the same kind of principles of you know looking in your past, seeing the young you, old you, Back to the Future too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, old Biff talking to young Biff is <laughs> deeper than this movie. <laughs> uh, Disney's The Kid. Deeper than this Ooh, movie. I remember that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Bruce Willis talking a little kid version of him. Absolutely. Which, um, in my personal headcanon, um, Looper is a dark, gritty reboot of the kid. <laughs> Enjoy that. It's great. Uh, the Day of the Doctor, Doctor Who 50th anniversary special. Much deeper into, like, who was I as a younger man? Who am I now? They never really had the conversation. The best conversations they really had with young... Smith and Old Smith was like, "Hey, uh, you're not talking to girls, right? Me neither." <laughs> like, it's just another movie about incels. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Anymore. He is an incel. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, "Don't be an incel like me. Oh, you have a whole life ahead of you." The more they talk about it. <laughs> be a husband and a father. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that that was the whole point. Like, just go do the stuff in the end because I didn't. Okay, right. but I. I never felt like he was missing anything. He was a wonderful woodworker. He yep. was making bird houses in the beginning. It's nice. <laughs> oh, I bet he had some caps. I don't see a problem with this. <laughs> apparently, you know, uh, in the end, the way I entertained myself through the movie was just thinking of alternate titles for the movie. Um, 
the uh, Fresh Boys of Brazil. <laughs> was my favorite. Not the Fresh Boys of Brazil. <laughs> Which, uh, if you've never seen The Boys of Brazil, it's an absolutely fantastic movie about cloning made in the 70s, but it holds up with current technology and ethics. Like, they really go into you know, cloning and, and what would it take to recreate a specific person without giving you spoilers. Um, great movie. Mm. Steve Gutenberg's in it. <laughs> so I know. I think it's his first role, actually. But it's, um, it's uh, I think, like Lawrence Olivier and uh, Gregory Peck. Oh, oh, um, oh. <laughs> yeah, Watch it. Watch it. Because I think Gregory Peck as uh, Joseph Mengele, if I'm correct. Mengele. Mengele. Sorry, I'm not German, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I got corrected by the guy with the VW. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, away. <laughs> but it, it's go watch it. It's wonderful. Even um, but yes, I was just keep making different names like Clones in Black. Right. Da, 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 da. You know, doing little songs. Uh, the Sixth Independence Day. It's a little uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> cloning movie joke. Uh, the karate clone, and then I settled on uh, uh, orphan black. Right. Wow. 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 Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it, it is, is, it is, is like one of the, it is like one of the best shows. I it love is it. such so a good much. clone show. My god, so good. It's great. When she finally won that oh, Emmy, I was like, wonderful. And and <laughs> wait a minute, stop. Right? Stop. She Absolutely amazing. <laughs> It, it works. It works even if you haven't seen Orphan Black. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a show about cloning, and it's great. Acting. I was, let That's me say this. Know. So this movie was written back in the '90s, as you can tell, um, by Darren Lemke, who still gets credit on it. Uh, he wrote the first script for Shazam. He did not write the final film. Thank you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's supposed to be. Wait, wait! Is it Shazam? Well, yes. Shazam, Shazam kind of. Just... Oh, maybe that's why they hired him because he wrote Gemini. <laughs> they knew about it. Um, so Disney Disney was supposed to make it back in the nineties. They hired the people at the Secret Lab to work on it, and they did a test. Um, Shh, it's a secret. Yeah, <laughs> the list of people they wanted to play. Um, Henry um, Brogan is long. Uh, here we go. Harrison Ford. Chris O'Donnell. Tells you how old this list is. Yes. Whoa. Mel Gibson. No. Jesus <laughs> Christ. John Voight. Oh, this is an old list. What? What? <laughs> wow. Nicholas Cage. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want that Pitt. movie. I want that movie. Tom Cruise. Brad could still work. Brad could still work. Tom could work too. uh, Clint Eastwood. Child! What? He was already 85, wasn't he? What the hell? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, stop. Oh, come on. We've already seen Terminator. Sean Connery. (laughs) Yes. And the last person was Sylvester Stallone. Oh my god, no. Wait, did you say Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis? Did not say Bruce Willis? Willis, no. He wasn't on the list. Huh. What about That's... Liam Neeson? They didn't think about him either? I don't, uh, I don't think he was Liam Neeson in quite. Yeah, yet. he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't Liam Neeson. 
He hadn't yeah. got. He hadn't been taken yet. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I will say, Harrison, Brad, Tom, maybe Clint, no, and Arnold, and Sly would have worked only in the idea. Now it's about acting. So the idea of somebody we know what they looked like when they were younger, so we have a reference. There's yeah. only so many people who could do that part because you got to make the person look like themselves younger, and it helps to sell that with a big actor who's been around for a long time, which yeah, is why casting will. Yeah. yeah, but not Schwarzenegger though because we've already seen Terminator. Like, it just <laughs> it just won't yeah. it won't work because it looked like as if like oh I'm just gonna see another Terminator movie. Yeah, it'll probably work better with Sly. Sly would probably work better in this case if it was years ago. I yeah. think that would have worked better because he's he he would have been very you could you could even show him the yeah because he, he the older had him had a couple of new faces since Rocky. Wow! All right, right. So you I could mean, just show he did. He did. He had work done. <laughs> he did. He did. So you could just have the older version of him being, and you could also show off different fighting styles. So uh, an older, every t- when uh, Sylvester Stallone, as he got older, when he was in movies, action movies, he would um, show off a different sort of combat way because he's an older man. Right. Well, you know, they got to work around uh, exactly. the tendonitis. <laughs> right. Ar- tendonitis, and arthritis, scoliosis, all of Bursitis, all, all, all <laughs> the situs. Right. And so that that would be a really good way of showing it off while still getting around the fact that, oh, he's an older actor now. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like so, out of that list, I think, I'm thinking action-wise, actually fighting Tom Cruise would probably be the, the best just because I'm thinking of like Mission Impossible. Like, I just feel like fighting-wise, out of everybody on that list, he would probably be the best. Brad Pitt would be second to me. I don't know. Has Brad Pitt ever fought in the movie? I mean, for more money? <laughs> He's never done an action film, has he? I Actually, mean, he has. Mr. Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, that was my other name. Mr. and Mr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to any final thoughts on Gemini Man. Uh, go, go see Joker again if you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> I will say, I mean, if you're gonna watch one movie about incels, let it be the one that's at least topical. <laughs> no, nope, I won't do it. <laughs> I refuse. Just be careful when you go to the theater. Um, I did notice a lot of the um, security at the theater around security. Joker. Yeah, like. Uh, policemen and everything who aren't usually there standing away around. I will say this though: Gemini Man cost. $138 million, which is a little... That's why I look like that, because, like, I... They should have got gave them more, I would say, mm. for this movie to do the things they needed to do with it. What studio was it? Um, Paramount and Skydance. Wow. Do you think Disney would have done a better job? Like, if they had... Kept it? Yeah. Um, By the time it was time to make it, they would have they would have sold it off to somebody else, which is what, which is what they did. Um, clearly, they still oh. they probably put it in turnaround because um, what's his name, Bob Iger wouldn't have made it. Oh, okay. Wow, you know, I knew there was a budget problem when um, you know Will Smith's character lived in Georgia, and then when it came time in the end of the film to go to the bad guy headquarters, it was also 
listed as being in Georgia. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Down the road, around the corner. Right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're not even trying to pretend this is another city. We're just straight up saying, no, this is Georgia. Nope. Okay. We, no we, offense to Georgia, but usually, you know, they, they say it's Did they you know, make that here? here. Actually, did they actually Yes. That in Atlanta? They got the peach in the uh, closing credits. Dang it. <laughs> I just I gotta start looking for these yellow and black signs. <laughs> Everybody's here and I never see them. Um, but it um only made twenty million dollars opening weekend. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> so did did they even make the money to pay Will? Basically, <laughs> like, I oh I don't know. Um, we'll find out. Um, oh, I mean, it ain't like he ain't broke, so it ain't like he needs the money. But I mean, he's already oh been paid anyways. I'm sure. Oh uh, yeah, but... pretty bad. Dang. But yeah, it's it's not gonna look cute, um, especially when you're being beat out by um, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which what topped everybody for the second weekend in a row? Or yep, how it's many second week. Yep. Is? Yep, second week we in a row at number one made fifty nine million dollars. Uh, number two is the Adams Family with thirty million, and Gemini Man is number three with twenty million. Uh, Tammy, yes, don't go see the Adams Family in the theater. See it at home. <laughs> you think I was gonna see it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know, it's animated. You know, you like the animation. You know, I mean, I like good animation. I was about to say, like, don't ever try. Why? Don't ever try Tammy in your life. Are you kidding me right now? It's just because it's animation. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a, a completionist when it comes to collecting. You know? <laughs> Quality. Oh, the trailers just look so bad, and you know, sometimes it's just bad trailers. But it, it gave me the the feeling of like. Um, you know, like like when your grandmother wants to buy you a present and, you know, she's in like a checkout aisle of like a grocery or something. A and good time like, home video. Right. And it, 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 I thought it was Aladdin. How was I to know? And you could tell it's like an Indian spinoff, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> but it had this. That's kind of why I felt it just it didn't feel like it was really polished. And I didn't like the character designs. You know, I believe they're closer to the original. They are exact <laughs> one to one. Except for they gave Wednesday whites around her eyes. Yeah, I just, I, nothing about it really seemed, uh, but it, it could be I'm just biased where, you know, I I really liked uh, Raul Julia. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> that's know, the and, weird, uh, yeah, that's the weird thing with this property. Like, people don't like the original version anymore. They want to see it more like Raul Julia and Angelica Houston, because that's what they grew up with. Like, you know, yeah, because everybody's like, they look ugly. They looked ugly in 1938. <laughs> 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 that's what they look like. That's what that's I will say that that's what they look like, but like, it's, it looks like a TV special. There's like it's not much texture to it, um, right? Like in everything, and like so it just didn't seem funny, you know. It seemed like it um, almost like it was Disney Junior's Adam's family, you know. Yeah. Like, it, I still want to see it, but yeah. I don't think I would. It was cute. I would not say it was bad. It was a little bit. There were a couple of good jokes in it. It was cute. It just you should not pay fifteen dollars. <laughs> And see it on like like a Saturday night. I just I just really no, want to hear my boo talk. So. Oscar Isaac's. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead on X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, let's go oh. on to the say something nice challenge. <laughs> All right, this story pissed me off this week. 
Um, first of all, how the tale was titled. So apparently, singer from The Lion King turned down $2 million to get $100,000 plus royalties. I did not know that Jason Weaver changed his name to singer from The Lion King. <laughs> the original Look, they Lion did, They King. didn't feel that he was important <laughs> enough to put his name in the headline. Um, so, so, so basically, so what can you tell me about Singer King? <laughs> well, first of all, I will tell you that he played at one point on ABC TV, the most famous person on earth as a child. Mm-hmm. From when that person was first popular. I want to be where you are. Yes. Oh. Had to take all them beatings <laughs> from Lawrence Hilton Jacobs on the, on the ABC TV special, The Jackson's American Dream, where he mm-hmm. played little Michael Jackson. Um, he also, in addition to singing um, Hakuna Matata and I Just Can't Wait to Be King for the original 1994 Lion King, he also starred in a little sitcom called Smart Guy alongside Taj Mahri and Omar Gooding. He's a smart guy. Yes. Summer <laughs> and Greg was in the group like, what else has he done? He also put out, because Greg only knows him for, because um, he put out an album He was in on 95. a Chingy song. Yeah, he, was, he was on that Chingy song. Yeah, he was. Okay. He also put out an album in 95. And so Greg was like, what else has he done? I was like, I literally said, well, you know, his brother is smart. <laughs> Your brother is smart. <laughs> he was also in ATL and in Drumline. Mm-hmm. And yep, that's true. I, my favorite thing, though, and I don't think people remember this, him and Ryder Strong were in an ABC movie of the week Ryder. called uh, Summertime Switch, where they went to each other's summer camp by accident. So it ended up where Jason Weaver ended up going to the rich kid summer camp. And Ryder Strong went to the poor kid summer that camp. Sound familiar? I don't think I saw wait. That sounds it, really familiar. But yeah, it sounds familiar. It was an ABC sounds... movie special in '94. Wait a second! I've seen this on the Disney Channel. Yeah, they probably did rerun it. They probably reran it. Yes. What was the name again? What was the name? Summertime Switch. Oh wow! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. I've seen this before. The two of them and, were the and stars. And there's no. Nineteen ninety-four. Yep. What happened, Tammy? <gasps> oh my god! Oh, there's yeah. no Haley Mills in this at all. No, no, <laughs> not in this one. No. <laughs> um, but yes, so. Oh, wow. I remember this. So, oh, ja- wow. so Jason Weaver went on um, Vlad TV, um, who, you know, who does the YouTube channel where he interviews people for like a long time and cut the interviews up and put it on his YouTube channel. Um, he's one of the, he's a little bit messy when he interviews folks. Um, but yeah, his interview with Jason Weaver was sort of kind of like not. Um, scandalous really at all because Jason Weaver knows how to avoid scandal. Except for that one time he was peeing behind the gas station in Decatur and he got arrested. Um, and in the in the Cab County, when you get arrested for public urination, it's the same charge as public defecation. So the internet had jokes for days about Jason Weaver shitting in public, which he did not do. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> um but yeah, he did mention that when he was signed to do The Lion King, because Elton John hired him on the set of The Jacksons, he heard him sing, um, I forget which Jackson song, Who's Loving You, live on the set. Mm. And Elton, I love that. Yes, and Elton John said, him. Um, Wait, did Elton have something to do with The Jacksons movie, or was no, he just there? he was visiting. Oh, okay. He's like, I'm doing The Lion King soundtrack. We want you to be the voice of young Simba. He would have done the speaking part, too, but they had just hired JTT, like, the day before. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yep. Man, you were bringing back my childhood. <laughs> um, so he recorded the songs. <laughs> like he said he did eight takes of each. They said, thank you. 
and told his agent um, um, that they're going to pay him uh, $2 million flat fee, and that's it. Um, Jason's mother is a singer as well, Kitty Haywood. She used she had some records in the 70s with her group Kitty and the Haywoods, and that group sings all the backups on Sparkle, the movie and the soundtrack. That movie is kind of, in the industry at least, famous, notorious, because the actual actors in the film got screwed out of their money for the soundtrack. Uh, Atlantic Records wanted to pay them pittances, so they said, fuck you, and wouldn't sign. And so Atlantic hired Aretha Franklin to re-record the entire thing and put it out as her own album. Mm. And so Kitty Haywood was like, so you guys are going to pay him $2 million. And Jason's like, yeah, $2 million, mom. And nothing else. They're like, yeah, that's it. So no royalties. Even though this is a Disney movie, and y'all put the things into the vault and bring them back out every seven years. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, no. <laughs> she, listen, she said, boy, 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 if you don't sit down. <laughs> right. And so they ended up signing a deal for $100,000 plus royalties. There you go. And so every time they use that song for anything, they have to pay Jason a little bit of money. And so he's more than made $2 million over time. Not, not like 15 or whatever million, but more than two. And people who can't count <laughs> were like on the internet about they should have took the money and invested it in, in the stock. Uh, wow. Uh, what no. 14-year-old child do you know is gonna take two million dollars of his of his own money he worked for and put it in the stock market? Okay. Number one. I would rather get a check 20 <laughs> years later and be like, oh, I forgot about this. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> yeah. And he said that. He said that's been so helpful. When he's like like having money problems, he'll just go to the bell boss one day and be like, "Oh, look, <laughs> the Lion King." <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks. Right. right. Like, oh no, they're about to shut off the water. <laughs> but oh wait, I just can't wait to turn my water back on. <laughs> where where you is know the lie? <laughs> Hakuna Matata, no worries. <laughs> Hakuna Matata, the lights are still on. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but yeah. Oh. And so I spent a lot of time on the internet, especially on Reddit, arguing with white people who... Why? I don't know. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Why do you go on Reddit as as much as you get upset? I don't know. I need for him to stop doing that. I'm trying. Because they were like, why would they pay an unknown singer $2 million? I was like, first of all! <laughs> you, you, you see, you see, and this is why you gotta stop going. On he was not unknown. Second of all, the Lion King—they knew it was going to make a little bit of money because they had just put out Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, and so paying them two million dollars checks them out. It's not just money for the movie because they were like the movie costs fifty million dollars. That's like you know, that's four percent of the budget. Why would they pay him that? They were paying him for the movie and also for the royalties he would have got otherwise that is now getting for the sales of the soundtrack of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And also for the toys, that the singing toys they put out. The storybooks, you know, Disney, we, we turn the page, we hear the chime, them things. Uh, all of that is what the $2 million <laughs> was for. Not just and the video the, games. And the video games. So, anytime that voice is used, 
That's what that so it came from not just the probably the the studio, but probably from consumer products, Walt Disney Records. They probably put it all together. This is how much it'll we'll make. We'll pay him half of that. And that's what they'll do. I was trying to explain that to these people, and they kept saying, but the budget, but the budget, but the budget, but the budget. Disney does more than make movies. Y'all know this already. They have consumer products. They have records and everything. And they do a lot with them fucking songs than just mm-hmm. that. There's ice capades. Yes. <laughs> oh. Disney on ice. When you're standing in line for a ride at Animal Kingdom and you hear, unless it's J.D. McCrary, which is possible now because the new one's out. Right. They're paying Jason. <laughs> also, that also every time you stand outside of the AMC in Morrow. Yeah, they're always playing them um, Disney songs, either that or Under the Sea, which I forgot yeah. to mention. David mm-hmm. Diggs and Sebastian in the, in the remake movie. Yes, please. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Great so casting. So, Great casting. <laughs> so perfect. Lin Manuel hooked this boy up. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just mm-hmm. want like I don't know, uh, like just Lin Manuel Miranda be the chef and <laughs> and like do like a little fist bump in between the songs. I don't care. I'm, I'm so on board. Like I, is the, is Sebastian gonna start rapping? Probably. I mean, I, I'll up. take it because he he's good at that too. So. Yeah. Um, Ali, how's the um, the chef song go again? Oh, le poisson, oh. le poisson, le poisson. Hi hi hi. Ha ha ha. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yes, so um, y'all will put respect on Jason Weaver's name. He was my hero when I was eleven. <laughs> y'all will not do this to him. <laughs> and he was fine. Y'all will, y'all will, y'all will put his name in the damn article. Brandon, he is not an Apple Watch. You should get like an Apple Watch. It has a little heart monitor thing. Like Ma'am, listen. Do you not understand how that watch would explode? Oh, like all his, all, it would be like, sir, we can tick just- tick tick. No, it's just go like, straight um, to the hospital. <laughs> it's gonna be weird you text when you're on Reddit. <laughs> right. I'll let you know every time you're on Reddit to close the tab. <laughs> <laughs> yes. After away. after a full twenty four hours of being on your wrist, the, the the watch would just have one caption. Oh fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you get that email from Apple. So we attempted to get the data from your watch, but for some reason it was off the chart. So we are not yep. able to send right. this into. <laughs> into our data servers that um, uh-huh. there's too many digits. <laughs> right. You know how like You're insurance like, companies You might want to go get that checked out. Yeah. You know like insurance companies in Florida are like, yeah, we want to actually cover flood damage anymore. Apple's going to contact you being like, look, um, well, you need to switch to an Android phone because... <laughs> The we people will show up at his door like, so we want to study you because we received this data information and yep. wow, this is not humanly possible. Right. <laughs> Too much stress, Brandon. You need to calm uh-huh. all that down. Yes. So we're going to work on that. But yeah, so shout out to Jason Weaver and his mother <laughs> for being smart because listen, that, that listen check to your mel- was, listen to your mother uh, sometimes. 
<laughs> Everybody's mother isn't able. Listen, like I said, this is who New Edition should have. <laughs> yeah, they should have. <laughs> they should have Mrs. Weaver because, whoa. But yeah, so like, I mean, he'll get that money forever. He, his kids will get that money too. So that's good. All right. That has been our show, everybody. Thank you so thank you so much for listening. Tammy, where can people find where sorry. Tammy, where can people find you online? I uh, can find me on the internet, um, like Twitter at uh, Cow Kitty. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anywhere Will Smith is discussed, I'll appear. <laughs> <laughs> A summoning. <laughs> All right. And as for us, you can find our show at SSMPodcast.com. SSM Podcast is our handle on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all the podcasts, just not SoundCloud. We are also have a Facebook group. Uh, say something nice, Facebook group. Look for it. It's there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And please ch- make sure to check out Single Simulcast, episode 350, about Halloween candy. I was on there with... Um, Stephanie from Mocha Minutes, and check out TV Movie Mistress for our reviews weekly of Riverdale. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. I am here with Latria. Bye. And Tammy. We're still in the millennium. Spies in the skies is coming. Oh, Lord. Keep up the hope. It sure is. (laughs) I'm excited. And. Are we? You don't want to be anybody else today? You don't want to be left for song or anybody? I'm cool with not being a chef who, who tries to who tries to boil the main character. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. And also the spies, they are in disguise. Edge and humor. Yeah. Have you seen that new trailer where they try to make it look like he's in the actual movie? <laughs> right? <laughs> the new trailer is like 60% Will, 40% Bird. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, no, 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 no. He's going to be a human being. No. We know, no, we know what this look, movie I'm, is. We're not stupid. I'm excited because uh, I don't know if you've seen Shark Tale where they literally just put Will Smith's head on a fish. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, That's I love exactly Shark Tale. Oh my god, I have that movie I, actually. You gonna make me play it tomorrow? It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I, I'm I'm into it. But, I uh, love Shark Tale so much. Uh, you know, this new movie looks like he's actually a pigeon. So you know, technology has surpassed Ang Lee's. We are oh, there. Don't tell <laughs> Ang that. <laughs> We've got pigeon will. So, Bye. Crisis on Infinite Earths. They just said that Lucifer and the Titans from DC Universe might appear in it as well. Lucifer yeah. from wait, Lucifer as in the, from the TV show? The, mm-hmm. That actor? Wow. From Alice? Ooh, that's my boo. They're acting a fool with this thing, aren't they? He wait, wait, do so uh, uh I'm not a DC person, so bear with me. Uh do they have the guy in the trench coat that looks like Sting and he's British? And Constantine, he's like a, yeah. He's a regular yeah. character on um DC's Legends of Tomorrow TV show. So he's definitely in it. I liked him. Yeah. Because he reminds me of Pete Wisdom in the Marvel Universe. I'm yep. sorry. And they hired the same guy, Matt Ryan, from the TV show that got canceled to play him in the on the actual series. Oh, that's delightful. Yes. Yeah.
So they're going to put everybody who was ever on a DC TV show in this special, apparently, huh? Because they're putting... Um, there... Tom Welling Mark is coming Man? back. Oh, uh, so Mark Man. Who, 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 Tammy? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill... Mark Hamill will be showing well, up every probably... now and then on the shows already. So he yeah, might come over yeah, there. Yeah. Kevin so Conroy is in it. Kevin Conroy is definitely in, in live action. I'm excited. Uh, Brandon Roth is playing old Superman. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hecklin is back to play young Superman. <laughs> uh, who else is that? Le- Burt Ward is coming back to play Robin, I think. Um, Linda oh, Carter is playing back to play Wonder Woman. Wow. They're really reaching. That's, that's cool. Yep. I, I greatly appreciate the CW verse, whatever they do. Yes. You know, like it's nice, very nice. <laughs> when they're wow. when they when they when they want to be, it's nice. When they don't want to be, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> uh I just saw something about Scorsese saying more shit about Marvel. Oh, oh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Martin Scorsese on uh, slams Marvel movies again. We need cinemas to step up. Let's see what he actually said. Dude, just say you don't. I mean, these aren't your cup of tea. It's okay. Right, right. Keep keep making your movies. Like you still make money. You still win awards. People go see them. Right. It's not cinema. This. It's something else. He says. Oh, okay. We shouldn't be invaded by it. We need cinemas to step up and show films that are narrative films. Wow. Nobody wants to see that all the time. Don't nobody want to be deep every time they go to the movie. Sometimes you just want to see somebody blow shit up. <laughs> I like how his idea of narrative is if Leonardo DiCaprio isn't in it, then it's not a narrative film. Right? Or um or Robert De Niro. <laughs> right. Right? Oh, that's the only two people he employs. Theaters have become amusement parks. That is all fine and good, but don't invade everything else in that sense. That is fine and good for those who enjoy that type of film. And by the way, wait, add, add, add. And by the way, knowing what goes into them now, I admire what they do, child. It's not my kind of thing. It simply is not. It's creating another kind of audience that thinks cinema is that. So he must be really ashamed of that Hugo movie. Okay, so it's not your type of thing, but you shouldn't be like, they should not be made. Just be like, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my genre. But somebody really else likes it. it. Like, you can't yeah. just have one type of movie only. Right. That's boring, and it'll get stale, and right. nobody will go see movies yeah. at all. I'm putting this into know, the group oh with the caption, You made Hugo! <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, come on. Hugo. I love Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the person that loves Hugo. I will sit here and talk about Hugo. I love Hugo. Hugo. That's what I'm saying. He I made never, one of these movies. <laughs> it's adorable. I I what, what is great. Hugo? It's a movie about a little boy in France who lives in a train station. And he meets an <laughs> old man who teaches him about um, like magic, like stage magic, a special kind that is relevant to Scorsese's life. It's a very beautiful film based uh, on no, a very uh, arcane ignore, children's book. Ignore Brandon. It's a movie about Jude Law, and he made he found a robot, and there's magic, <laughs> and it's about loving movies. And what is the legacy of your life? It's Hamilton. <laughs> Go see yes. it. It's great. <laughs> 
it's about the cinema and making films and what's magic, what's behind the film. Ah, you spoiled it. Yeah, you're spoiling it. That's why I didn't say anything about cinema and movies. <laughs> but it's so it beautiful. Sound, it does not sound interesting. No, it's so beautiful. Oh. It's so cute. And it's in, it's CGI and 3D. All the shit he claims not to like. Charming. <laughs> it's charming. It's incredibly charming. Yes. Yes. It's like, what does it feel like to be an artist? Yeah, it's, um, it like I mean, you actually? almost had me with Jude Law, but then I... It's Asa Butterfield and Chloe Grace Moretz, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, Chloe! Pick Girl is in it, and Gandhi. Nobody? Oh. Yeah. No, and <laughs> uh, also, Sasha Baron Cohen is in there as the cop trying to chase you go around. And mm. as the toy maker. Yes. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name now. Damn. Uh, Still not ben Kingsley is wonderful in it. Oh, I love Ben. He's really, really great in this. And um, uh, there's uh, the actress plays his wife. Uh, she was in Harry Potter. Um, Which who is she in Harry Potter? Uh, I think she was Le- Le- uh, Malfoy's mom, maybe. Oh, I don't know her real name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, What's her name. I don't know uh, what her uh, rich. Uh, Mrs. Malfoy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what's the actress's? <laughs> What's the actress's name? Uh, uh, I'm looking her up. She is. What's what's her no, character the, is Narcissa? Yeah, it's Narcissa Malfoy. Yes. So but I don't. Her, I'm what's the actress's to, name? Is? I don't know. I'm trying to. Uh, she's wonderful. Out. Uh, hold on. I love Hugo. <laughs> I love Hugo too. I really do. It was the first one, of the first Blu-rays I ever bought. I don't yes. even know. Her name why. is Helen McCrory. Yes. Okay. I will agree. <laughs> never heard of her. I'm not even going to. I, maybe when I saw that, he's pissed because Hugo didn't make good money. So maybe he feels bitter. <laughs> I don't why know. We, I don't know. Why are we even like, I don't understand why anybody does on this. He's a septuagenarian. It's all, it's like it's like having somebody on. Well, it's, Ollie, like, having it's a, like this. Man. It's like if um Stevie Wonder said that trap wasn't real music. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> no, who is out here? Okay, but who is, but he's not, okay, he's a legend. But he's, he's a not, living legend, still making movies. Right. Okay, that's oh, great. So but it's it's like an old man telling, it's, 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 oh man, you're telling the cloud. Me, <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, you're telling me an old person doesn't like new, new stuff. Wow. Just like Steven Revolutionary. Yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah. And like, oh, I I wish I was an interviewer because I'd be like, Mr. Scorsese, are you aware that you were in Shark Tale? (laughs) 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 And just drop the mic and leave. Like, your opinion is invalid. He was a Shark Tale. (laughs) You've taken money to make these things you complain about. (laughs) I would have done this. See, I'm rude. Uh, Mr. Scorsese, where's your movie going to be released at? Uh, why on Netflix? And where do they show Avengers Endgame? In the cinema. So how is your movie cinema when it's not being shown to most of the world in a cinema? Oh, are you Steven Spielberg now? <laughs> no, I'm... I'm, I'm, well, I'm I, I know, I know. But, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably make him either punch me or cry one or the two. 
comedy punch. And you know, like <laughs> Netflix is like, we almost got an Oscar last year, guys. Let's really get it. Let's yes. make a chart in Excel. Who wins a lot of Oscars? Oh, Scorsese. Hey, Scorsese. <laughs> how much money do I need to give you to make a movie on Netflix? We'll put it in the theaters for two weeks. Don't worry. <laughs> how long can I make it? As long as you want. Okay, it's four hours long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clear the server room. <laughs> <laughs> Are we movie snobs? I don't know. <laughs> there better be a goddamn intermission on that thing. I don't care if it's on Netflix. They need to put up a title card, intermission, in the middle of it. <laughs> you should take a break now for your health. That's yes. the title card. Had a little dancing popcorn and shit come down the aisle. <laughs> That's how it goes to the lot, to the kitchen. 